Jonathan Hardesty, Sheree Darso, and Emily Blake. Yo! Hello. Is that better? Better than last week? Eight what? out of ten, yeah. That blew me away. <laughs> that blew me. I, I'm blown away. I can't believe it. All right, I got one out of four. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I grade harshly. Yeah. So, special guest this week is Mr. Jeff Elster. Hey, guys. Uh, let's see. Last episode you were on. Whew. It's been a little while. Um, Might have been Fast 7. That sounds right. That was yeah. a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Glad uh, to be back. Yeah. yeah. We usually have your wife on for Star Wars stuff. but Well, you love having her on because she hates Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to find someone who just hates all things Star Wars if they're not just like a full-blown Trekkie. Y- yeah, no. And Amberly is not that. Amberly is one of our good friends who's just not a nerd. She's just not. It doesn't do anything for her. No, yeah. That's the thing. No. She's not into the fantasy, the sci-fi, the not realness. S- some things grab her. It's just not Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not Star Wars. I also love trying to talk to her about The Matrix. That's the other funny thing because she's never seen it. I know, and she refuses to. I know. Yeah, uh, I we, know. we have a we have a podcast she and I have been discussing where it'll be an episode of After the Hype at some point. We'll just be me and her chatting, and I'm really excited to do it because oh, her opinions just crack me up. Yeah, on, specifically on the Matrix, it's yep. fucking hilarious. Um, let's do a quick round of where have you been doing? Uh, I can go first. I've been rewatching Lost. Uh, it was a show that I was horribly obsessed with when it was on um still to this day anything i've ever made creatively like video wise has a lost reference in it at some point or another i still really enjoy the show but watching it this far removed is uh it's interesting like it's uh it is not aging well (laughs) at all uh no uh season three is still just an outright chore to get through uh, is that where they go forward in time? Or? No, that's actually, I like that. Because that's when they're just like, fuck it. We're just crazy sci-fi. Okay. We're going to throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. Uh, season threes were like, no, we, we still have to be the Lost on an Island show. But we're really running out of ideas. Oh. Here's Nikki and Paolo. Oh, the Nikki and Paolo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just got done with the Nikki and Paolo episode, which would be my official where have I been doing. Because I forgot <laughs> how fucking bad one episode of TV can be. And I didn't remember <laughs> why it was so bad until I watched it. And the entire episode is just, this is where Nikki and Paolo were during the entire show. Like, they go back to the pilot and just have a random insert of Nikki like, oh, I crashed! And like they just do... And they, they bring back the guy who played Arts to just randomly run through shots. And it's like, they get to the part where they like all had the water stolen. And Arts just runs by the camera going, Boone stole the water! And it's like... <laughs> What the fuck is happening? Like, this is... That's just not the answer when you ask, how do we give someone a backstory? You yeah. don't literally go back to episode one and show everything they've done up until that point. Like, oh, Lord. It is the messiest, worst episode of any television show I've ever seen. Much yeah. How do we keep giving them an excuse for not being involved in all the major events? Yeah. yeah. And much as much as like it sucks for crew and writers and people who aren't getting paid as much, the, the, the fact that we now have fewer episodes per season does very much help creatively because then you don't yeah. have to do shit like that like on the show. <laughs> Boom, stole the water. <laughs> I still love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, uh, not as funny, but I was trolling for, a, you know, trolling for bad movies on Netflix as I do when I'm in a weird mood. I watched Tusk. Mm. Boom. Yeah, yeah. It was awful, but I was like, I'm in a mood. I need something to have on that's just god-awful garbage and that was there. That's that Kevin Smith movie? Yep. Mm, mm-hmm. it's and so- I was morbidly curious about how, like, well, how awful is it when everyone says those those jokes? Like, it was so big. How big was it? That's kind of what I was approaching this at with. Magically, still not the worst movie he's made. Chewie, where have you been doing? Oh, 
We've been going all over the place viewership-wise uh, between just sitting watching Lost with you, uh, driving. Why are you driving? I'm telling you what movie this is. I'm so excited to hear your opinion. Drive? Nope. It's part of the title. You just watched Fast it two and nights ago. Furious. Oh, Taxi Driver. Yes. Oh. oh. Well, I was going to talk about Apocalypse and oh, that also Doctor works. Who, I guess. But I'll talk about Taxi Driver. Talk about whatever you want to. Talk don't let Brian you bully no, you. I was just so excited I, no, to show it was, my, it was one of my don't gaps. Let, don't let Brian drive the conversation. <laughs> uh, and so I had this glaring gap of cinema where I've never actually seen Taxi Driver. And going back and watching it with Brian, I totally understand why so many people love it. But it is also the fight club of that generation. Uh, where it is a good movie. I'm not taking that away from it at all. It's got good characters. It's got interesting motivation, shot well, amazingly acted, and all this stuff. All these great things. But when you boil it down, it is very much toxic masculinity. <laughs> Kinda has some insult vibes, where it's just this dude who doesn't know how to get laid, can't get laid, kind of angry about it, so he decides he needs to be a white knight for this 12-year-old prostitute, which if you're going to be a white knight, do it for a 12-year-old prostitute. <laughs> so that's good right there. But he also murders a bunch of people, for a moment tries to murder a politician, and after doing all that violence, comes out as a really great guy. And then he gets the girl at the end, who dumped him earlier for a very good reason and i just don't think he's going to be better now like i think he's going to feel justified in all of his opinions that he had beforehand emily what about you i spent all of october making halloween costumes for people and um one of the things i my partner asked me early on i was like do you wanna i have a wonder woman costume would you like to be batman or steve trevor no i have a uh, jessica rabbit costume would you like to be roger rabbit no what would you like to be he said, let's be Jen Erso and cheer it M-Way. So I had to make two costumes, which was fine. Uh, my costume I have to remake, but that's okay. His costume looks fabulous. But one of the things is, cheer it M-Way also has a lot of props. He does. So I actually learned a ton this month because he don't, I don't think he, went, he said that. He was like, oh, this is like a tunic and some skirts, right? No, it's like a million props. So uh, I've never made props before. And, and this is my long way of saying that I read a book called The Costume Making Guide, colon, Creative Armor and Props. Props for Cosplay by Svetlana Kint? Q-U-I-N-D-T. Quint? Kint? Kint? Svetlana Kint. I don't know. Um, Sorry <laughs> to her. Um, but it's a, I found it very, very useful. I've never used Warbler before. Warbler is a thermoplastic. Uh, you, it, It's a very hard... Uh, fabric or not fabric but it's a very hard uh, material and then you use a heat gun to cool it down and or heat it up rather <laughs> uh, use physics you use a heat gun to heat it up and then once it's hot it softens and then you can shape it whatever you want and then it hardens again and you can paint it and that's what a lot of props are made of and I'd never used it before uh, I got that book and I went through and she goes step by step in how to like uh, how to use Warbla, how to shape it, how to make a gauntlet, which is what I needed to make. And I followed her uh, her guide and it worked really, really well. I mean, granted, when I looked at mine, it looked like a child had done it. 
Uh, and I looked at hers, and then I was like, okay, she literally wrote the book on it, so maybe I shouldn't compare mine <laughs> to hers so much. But it functioned, and he wore it, and it from a distance, it looked pretty good. Just, you know, don't look that close. Um, and uh, But now I know how to make it. So I don't know. I know people tune into this podcast because they really like advice about how to make costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Cosplay Making Guide, uh, it's like $15 on Amazon, and I found it to be very useful. Jeff, what about you? Um, so it just, uh, is there any dated weirdness with the podcast? Okay. This will be out a week from next Thursday. Last two nights ago, Diablo 3 for Switch came out. Uh, I'm actually pretty late to the Diablo 3 party, uh, but killing tons of demons on the couch laying down is pretty great. Mobile killing of demons. I love it. Yeah. They just explode. They melt, whatever. Pick up gear. And you don't have to stop. Like, never, I, have to the, I have to go to the bathroom. Let me just take the demon killing machine with me. Go take a crap while killing demons. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, that's everyone, right? We actually went around the table. That makes yeah. it a lot easier. Yeah. How do you like that? All right. That's so today, good way. Oof, we got a we got a joy of a movie to talk about. Uh, it came out earlier this year to no applause, and uh, it did okay. And Disney is saying it did horribly. It didn't. It did okay. A lot of people in my timeline, more people than not, said they loved it. I never saw anyone say they loved it other than a friend and kind of works on the show, Ryan James. But Mm -hmm. I don't count anything he says when it comes to Star Wars. He loves it everything the first time he sees it. Yeah, like you really got to wait till Ryan's seen it like four times so you can get his honest opinion because he's just so excited. He hated episode seven immediately after he watched it. But now he likes it. But now he likes it. So you got to give him time. He thought that Doctor or Doctor Strange was the greatest Marvel movie ever made. And now he doesn't really like it. So you really got to give him a little bit of time. Okay. Which I'm sure he hates us saying. Like, Love oh. you, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. We, you just, know, we you just know you, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. We just know you. I do think that's a very valuable thing, though, because that means he is looking back on it and exploring how he thought about yeah, it. Yeah, he's going back to it after yeah. the hype has kind of died down. And- yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> we have rubbed off on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, I think is the full title. Terrible Yeah, title. it started out bad with Oof. that. Um, so, the- lazy. Womp. Lazy, lazy, as the lazy mic that is apparently falling. Yeah, it's given up on you. I don't normally, I really hate the word lazy to describe like writing, especially. The title this, can be lazy. Oh, the title. Oh, you mean it's just the title? The title okay. Yeah. 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 Very, a Star Wars story. Like that's just kind of like. Well, Rogue One was Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, it worked so that's how, But that's how they're doing it. Yeah, right. no, but it worked with Rogue One. Yeah. It doesn't work with Solo. It, mm. Nothing works with Solo. <laughs> it's not like so, another story. It's the backstory of a main case. Of how it's somebody like, hung dice in the pilot seat of the Millennium It is an extreme Disney. Stop. Stop Disney. Weird. We don't it care is, about the dice. It is a very... I'm thinking those were reshoots too as we never saw them in a scene. We only saw them in inserts. I think you're right. Um, um, but before we go too far, oh, we have to do a breakdown, okay. breakdown, breakdown. Oh, okay. um, right when the plane goes over air. Uh, Jeff, do you think you can break this down in 30 seconds? You want me to break this down for you? Break, in 30 break, seconds? Break, 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 break I can break this down in 30 seconds. In 30 seconds? 30? 30. Seconds. 30 seconds, not minutes. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready now. All right, here we go. Solo, a Star Wars story in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go. All right, so uh, he Solo breaks up with his girlfriend, joins the army, lands on a planet, joins up with some smugglers to make some money to go back to see his girlfriend. His girlfriend joins some uh, bad guy, and then they have to uh, make it up to him by stealing more expensive stuff, and then uh, they... Uh, have, then they go meet Lando, and then they go to Castle. They do that like Castle Run thing, and then 
Though there's like a double, triple, and quadruple cross at the end, and then Darth Maul appeared. I that's, that's basically the movie. <laughs> oh my god! I like that you did not practice that. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe a little. We, we do get a lot of very well-rehearsed 30-second breakdowns on here. That was not one of them, but I it still worked. I, I thought about it yeah. ahead of time, and as I was saying it, I was like, eh, I don't well, know. You did it's a good just, job of expressing how like the plot is... Nah, I All, mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. I thought so, it was a, so, so many this, scenes. This movie <laughs> is definitely... Too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. It is written. Well, it's all one up. big fucking it's mouse one. in the kitchen. But yeah. Here, so here's the thing. So okay. before we really dive into the actual movie itself, I feel like this is a movie that is very much a product of its. I mean, like any movie is, but it's a product of how it was made. Because this movie was not made like movies should be made. No. It was basically made. They went, well, this isn't what we wanted. We're going to remake it right now. And we're going to bring in one of the most well known filmmakers of all time to try to fix something he is so not capable of fixing it just and then we got this it's, it's kind of like the i i ruined the flow <coughs> didn't i no 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 but kind of like um that Brad Pitt uh, zombie movie. What yeah, yeah, World, World War, War Z. Z. It's yeah. the World War Z of Star Wars. Yeah, mm. except in World War Z, I feel like they kind of worked. Uh, the, some it, of the fixes it wasn't actually. Great. It I, actually I, turned out better than this one did. It did. It because I well because they didn't change everyone. Yeah. Like changing the director on a movie is a risky gambit for any movie. I mean, see Bohemian Rhapsody in theaters right now. People are saying it's okay, but that's what happens when you fire somebody. Grant Bryan Singer probably should have been fired, but. Uh, these guys, Lord and Miller, like they are they're interesting people. Like they are the people you hire when you want to see something different. So that was a bold choice for solo. I'm not sure if it was the right choice. Like and I'm not really the one to say whether or not, and none of us are because we didn't see yeah. that movie. What's their other well known thing that 21 they Jump Street. Twenty one jump street. Lego, Lego movie. Lego movie. Lego movie. Uh, oh, right. yeah. They That's do fun right. things. I wasn't yeah, really fun. I wasn't really on the Lord and Miller train. Yeah. Uh, so when so they you got, were skeptical when, so when I was you heard skeptical they were about yeah. them doing a Star Wars movie, and particularly a, a movie about Han Solo. And then when they got fired, I was like, I don't know if I should be happy about this. I mean, there's a part of me that's happy about it because I was skeptical the whole time. But then they just hired Ron Howard, and Ron Howard hasn't had a hit in, or any real, relevant well, movie in a really long time either. I was surprised yeah. when they hired when they had Lord and Miller on it because I was like. This doesn't strike me as simpatico or what Disney wants to they do with Star Wars. They must have a hell of a pitch. Well, it's not even yeah. just that, but that's what Disney was doing. With the exception of J.J. Abrams, they were hiring new, young, hot directors. Like That was across the board with all their Star Wars movies. We had Ryan Johnson, who's not the youngest guy in the room, but he's not exactly like... He's not a household name. He's not a household name. He's made some movies. He's made some things of note, and then they hired him for episode eight. They did the same thing with um, Rogue One. They hired the guy who had done Monsters and Garth. Godzilla, and like not a very big guy, and then they hired Lord Miller because they've had some success, and it's like... And every time they've hired these people, with the exception of Ryan Johnson, Men. they've fired they could hire a woman next time yeah it's, but it's, emily it's goes. disney but it's disney. okay yeah. <laughs> just pull it back a little so, <laughs> so tone down your expectations <laughs> but like that's the thing is like so if you're gonna hire these outspoken new exciting directors you have to let them do what they're going to do uh and i think with gareth edwards like, as much as i love the guy he definitely needs somebody in the wings to kind of like rein him in because that's what he does he just overshoots and gets the best thing possible which works but with lord and miller they're not going to make a standard Star Wars film. And if they didn't realize that when hiring them, then that's their own fault. But trying to have Ron Howard, of all people, who 
say what you will about him. The guy's still a good filmmaker. Like he has made some he of the is. best movies out there. He hasn't had any great success in a while. I liked Heart of the Sea. It was I very pretty. Rush. Yeah, Rush was good. Yeah. Like, but he hasn't had anything like huge. Yeah. But he's a guy who has his own voice and he's gonna do his own thing and trying to give him something that's not just not like his style, but so wildly away from it. Yeah. There was no way for this to go right. And the fact that we have an even remotely eh, movie, I think is impressive. You took the movie away from two people who, like you said, are fresh voices, young, or kind of wild and crazy and make these insane slapsticky kind of gross movies, except for Lego. And then you took a, just a classic Hollywood guy. And you told him, change it. That's, that's oil and water. Like, it's just it's, not going to yeah, mix. And, not at all. And it didn't. And, like, it, the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Like, this movie just does not I work. did. The moments where you could feel Lloyd and Miller's uh, sense of humor, I actually loved those moments. I, I think they're the best moments in the movie. And yeah. I, I think the one that I know is their sense of humor, and it's my favorite moment in the movie. It doesn't. It's not a line or anything. Um, it's when, uh, it's kind of a line. It's when Solo is trying to, like, you don't understand who you're messing with. We have 30 dudes in that ship right there and the ship lifts up and yeah. flies away. I'm like, that is a Lord Miller joke if mm-hmm. I've ever seen one. And hopefully it is them. I'm not get, like taking credit away from Ron Howard for a legitimately good joke, but it felt very Lord Miller. Like that just felt like their style. Like it was almost something out of fucking the Lego movie. That's the only way we can read it though because like there are other jokes in this movie. There are jokes that happen they just express them and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> funny. And then this one is actually laugh out loud hilarious, has something going on in the background, plays on comedy things that is the, the wheelhouse of the Miller, Lord Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the key to me in this movie and why it does not work for me at all is I felt like it was a really expensive fanfic. Um, it was made, it, it was, it felt like the Chris Farley of Star Wars movies. It was a uh, Chris Farley show, rather, of Star Wars movies, where it was just like, hey, hey. You remember that time Leia was playing a bounty hunter holding a thermal detonator? We got that in this movie. Hey, hey, you guys, you you remember the time we talked about the Kessel Run? That's the you. Do you remember how you won the Millennium Falcon from Lando? There's that. It was just tick, tick, tick. All the things we already knew were a part of Han's life. Yeah. If if honestly, I wanted to see them start on Kessel, do meet Lando, meet everybody, do the Kessel Run, run through all the things we already knew, and then spend the rest of the month movie teaching us a story about Han we don't know that changes something about him. Maybe start off the movie with him like desperately wanting to become a pilot, being really unsure of himself. Because the whole movie, he's Han Solo. The minute the movie starts, he's Han Solo. He's the exact same Han Solo. I'm wildly pointing. He is uh, the exact same Han Solo at the, at the beginning of this movie that he is at the beginning of A New Hope. There is zero change to him. It is based basically a fan fiction about how great Han Solo is, and it makes me angry. I, I actually agree with you, and I would almost want to see the exact same movie from the other direction. Yeah. Everything leading up to what was the start of this movie, and then kind of like Rogue One ends into episode four. Like Han and the like, Orphan? Yeah. Yeah, then he meets Lando at the end, and Millennium Falcon, Kessel Run, whatever, and like it's all implied. Versus, like I, I wanted to see more like Corellia, gritty crime action, Solo becoming, like you said, who yeah. he was in the rest of the movie. You know what I was thinking about during that back- you know what I was thinking about in the beginning while we got to the Chewbacca part the whole time? I was like, I would have rather seen how he knows Shriwook or whatever that. Yeah, like. how does, yeah. And also, how does everyone know Shriwook? Yeah. Like at least three or four other characters Did everyone forget? are with him. Did everyone forget before the, pre, like before the originals right. come out? Like <laughs> what happened? Yeah, because they're all like, what did he say? What did he? And then he would have to translate. Yeah. Yeah, that's so strange. But like I was thinking about that, like this movie in the beginning invited so many nitpicks because I was already like not interested. Like I wasn't, I, wasn't, I didn't care. 
Like, where, yeah, why are we starting yeah, here? What's, yeah, the, what's no. the point of this? The, the interesting thing that was this movie, and I, I actually, if you go way back in the day on our uh, our pot, our website, you can see my article where I talk about this. The fans decided this movie was shit well before we even saw a trailer. Like, mm. we nobody went into this movie with the exception of, for mentioned, Ryan James, <laughs> uh, going, this is going to be good. We all kind of went in going, well, I hope it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's kind of disappointing because I feel like every time we do that, people end up saying it's a terrible movie. And sometimes it's not. This one I don't I don't think this is the worst Star Wars movie. Well, it's probably the worst Star Wars movie. I don't think it's the worst movie ever made. It, there there are things. <laughs> well, you think it's bar. the worst High Star bar. Wars movie? Absolutely. Um, I agree. Oh, wow. I, it's a lot of people started hating this movie immediately with the casting when they casted Alden. And yeah, I think it's because I like Alden. I, don't, I, I like him too. They wanted him yeah. to channel Han Solo. He did exactly that. He did the best he could with probably mm-hmm. like ten different producers screaming at him on a <laughs> daily has, basis. Has, uh, who knows how many producers? A crazy cartoon mouth mouse. Uh, they have fucking three different directors and an, an acting coach that they forced on him. Like because they couldn't decide. Because Lord and Miller, like we hired Alden Emmerich to be Alden Emmerich. Like that's who we wanted in this movie. Like we'd seen the other things he's done. Let's let's have fun with them and apparently even according to Alden they went way too comic he's like I feel like I'm Ace Ventura like that so that's just, why I was worried yeah. about the, initially exactly. my reservations yeah. and them being the directors I didn't want that type of Star sure. Wars movie sure yeah but at the same time if he had been that slapsticky and ended at the Han Solo that we know and love if there had been that growth then we wouldn't have the problem that Emily had just said of he's the same mm-hmm. the whole way through like maybe this, the events of this movie could have changed him from a fun-loving guy into a rogue. Like maybe right, there was right. some. Growth I don't think there. he ever really got to a rogue. Anyways. Neither do I. Like he just kept telling. They never us really that he showed him actually be a scumbag. All right, then yeah, no. Well, okay. well, they told us. They told us that he was in bad mm-hmm. circumstances, and this draws me to the very like you, what you were saying earlier about how we already kind of pre- were predestined to hate this coming in. Yeah, I was like, well, let's just see how this starts because the movie's going to tell me what this is all about in the beginning and all that. And then they have this dumb crawl, like the, the dumb text at the beginning of the movie. The text didn't bother me. The The moment this movie, I think, just like fucks the whole thing is when they give him the name Solo. Oh. Yes. Oh, like that, that was so, that just cringed up. Yeah, it was the worst idea in the movie it's of not, a lot of bad ideas. But the whole like, who are your people? That's not a Star yeah, Wars thing. It's That's layered not an dumbness. Yeah. They never talk about how people get their names That's at what, all. Yeah. I'm going to talk Why about that. Now? Just yeah. the theme of this movie. Okay. Okay, because with that line is trying to lead into the theme of this movie of who's your people? Tribe and family are the same thing. You need to find your tribe. And it's just like, you know, that can be a good message when it's not being shoehorned. Because I'm sorry, they've never, how do I say this? That isn't a thing in Star Wars, really, in other any of the other movies. I mean, it's implied. It's not spelled out. It's constantly spelled <laughs> out in this movie. Yeah. You can you can make a case for like Star Wars Rebels being about that, sure. Yes. But but it mm. but it also fits within the larger Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. It and again, and this it's is, not just blatantly told throughout yeah. the entire series. Yeah, yeah. because we it. have two moments of that in this movie that I can remember off the top of my head: the "Who are your people?" when they decide to give him a last name based off the most circumstances. Sorry for no, my word nothing choice. Nothing like giving a long term like character identity yeah. from some, some random dude we'll never some see again. Dude. Yeah, uh, and then you have the moment when. They explained Chewie, and what did he just say? Or like, well, he needs to try to find his tribe or family. I'm not sure which one he said. And then the other guy's like, what's the difference? It's, ugh. it's it, so on the nose, it's painful. And the, the thing with this is, like, these are all problems in a movie that has a lot of, like, good movies in there. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of good movies that if they just focused on that one thing, would have been a good movie. If oh. we had just seen a movie about Han and Chewie, 
I'm kind of into that. But like, the, let's see why they're that good of friends. Let's see the life debt, which is, it was in the books, but it's not in the movies ever, so that's it's why it's not here. In it's implied, but... but... to build off what I was saying and what you're saying, they did do that in A New Hope. Han found his tribe in A New Hope. Hmm. They end that movie with him and Luke getting a medal from Leia and them looking at each other lovingly. There, right there, is a three-core tribe uh, that has floated this entire franchise together the entire time. And then they end this movie with a close-up on the dice. <laughs> and then it ends. They don't. Do, they should have ended this movie with Han and Chewie having a like a great buddy moment, which I guess kind of going like going off in the uh, Millennium Falcon was that. But the, it was more so about the Millennium Falcon in that moment and less about them together. No, the the and the way this movie should have ended was Han Solo saying Chewie punch it, and then the yes, mo- yes. that would have been great. Yeah. something about them, those yeah. two together, not. Merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bouncing off of that, because you're right, they, they introduce an idea of family and they don't carry it through. Mm-mm. Just like the same way, like Han is constantly talking about how he wants to be a pilot, but he gets behind the wheel of a ship really early in the movie and it's like no big deal. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. you are a really good pilot. And he's like, yeah, I am. And then later on, when he gets in the Millennium Falcon, he acts like he's never been in a cockpit before. It, there's this constant like, oh, all I want to be is a pilot. I mean, the movie would make much more sense if like he starts out the movie and he's never piloted a ship before. And he's like, I really want to be a pilot, really want to be a pilot. And the whole movie, he keeps trying to get behind a cockpit. And then he finally does, and he's a shit pilot. And then and then he has to learn to be a better pilot. So by the end of the movie, he finally gets in the Millennium Falcon and he fucking aces that Kessel run if that's the direction you want to okay, go. Okay, the but, dome that's... But what I'm saying is like that's an example of like at least in that way you're building that pilot thing up. Instead it was like I want to be a pilot and then it just doesn't it's just the most dud of a thing. He keeps talking about his dream of being a pilot. It's yeah, just It's it's the equivalent of Anakin Skywalker in a Phantom Menace. Oh, he's a great pilot. Okay, I guess. Yeah. He crashed his pod racer. Yeah, yeah. he crashed all of his and pod one. racer. <laughs> yeah. I would say he was a better mechanic than he was a pilot. Yeah. Mm. But so here's the, the the crux of this movie and what Ron Howard was apparently really drawn to and so excited about with this movie and what they kept trying to like hint at without never fully saying is the Kessel Run. And just a little bit of backstory if you're not super familiar on Star Wars, the Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon are famous across the galaxy for doing the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Like, that was unheard of. And everyone heard about it. All the way to the point when Rey sees Han Solo and knows the Millennium Falcon. Holy shit, this is the ship that did the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. 12! And it's like a great moment. And we finally see the Kessel Run. And it's... What? It's a Kessel Run? This is the Kessel Run? It's It's Escape from Cthulhu. How the fuck... A, it's Escape from Cthulhu. B, how does anyone know this happened? No one's watching. It's not like it's a race. Yeah. They went and bragged about it in the cantina. But why would you believe him? Like, that's it. So he went and bragged about it in the cantina, and then I went right after him and said I did it in 11. Who's going to prove me wrong? Mm. No one, because no one fucking saw it. Like, but that's the thing. It's like, it, oh, I it always sounded st- like a race. Yeah, yeah it, it always sounded like a race. It was a race. A that's dangerous what they race. always imply. Yeah. 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 They yeah. fixed it because parsecs is a distant, not a time. So they were like, well, how can we fix this? And it's like, well, it doesn't have to abide by human measurements. You could just say in this universe, parsec is a distance. Or, or what if, what but if you it, could, or that, time, I mean. No, but you could even keep it as a distance. And like, this is the race. You have to get from this point to this point, And you have yeah. to go through this yeah. horrifying space cloud to do it. Yeah. And no one can do it in less than 20 parsecs. And this guy figures out. How to do and it that's 12. the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Same movie. That's the that's the entire movie. Like but, that can be yeah. the whole movie. Like, Why yeah. the fuck is it an escape plan with a Cthulhu in it? Like yeah. who the fuck thought this a was Cthulhu a good idea? That for some reason wants to eat a ship 
and then instead gets distracted by the smaller ship that goes towards mm. a black hole, who this creature has been living next to, so you'd think it would know to stay away from that black hole, <laughs> but no, it gets sucked into the black hole. It is dumb. And it gets its skin ripped off, which is like Why would it even have skin if it lives in space? Like it doesn't <laughs> make it would have an exoskeleton. <laughs> it would have an exoskeleton, not skin. <laughs> Yeah, the, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's so many weird things about like the ideas in this movie. Like even when you go to, a, I, I want to say it's the most recent season of Arrested Development. They make a Kessel Run joke, and Ron Howard comes like, "Hey, that'd be an interesting movie." Um, or I think it was the ad campaign for the new yeah, um, yeah. something or another. And it's like, yeah, it would be an interesting movie. Too Why didn't you didn't make, make it? it? Like you made a weird escape plan, and it's like, oh yeah, we made it. Eh, heist movie, and I guess we should probably shoehorn the Kessel Run in here somewhere. I would love a Kessel Run movie with like Lando and more Lando. That's the only thing I liked about this movie. Yeah, more Lando all the I time. Did, I, didn't I, I didn't even like. I didn't even like Lando in this. Oh, oh you're you're way off the mark. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, no, I'm interested. What didn't you like about Lando? Like, it's just I mean, it's Danny Glover doing what he Donald wants. Glover. Or sorry, Donald Glover <laughs> doing what he wants in a movie that doesn't know how to treat Lando. How do you? How, what? Okay, so curious. Explain I, I to me totally how he's not Lando. He's playing wow. a character. Like he's playing a character, and it's not. I don't know. It's not Lando that I recognize from Empire Strikes Back. Really? Because he said lines he's so the same charming. Yeah, he's almost. the exact he, same. He mimicked him. He mimicked him. I guess. I mean, is that if that's good, that's cool. I don't but even like, think he mimicked him. I think I, that's I, Donald. Did you his see? Best, Ma- did you see Magic? Or- did you see the second Magic Mike movie? No. Donald Glover does fucking swagger in that movie, and and I felt like it was very much the same. Like I liked like. His like I liked him as uh, an actor on in this movie. Having him there was uh, the bright spot of a bunch of boring people in this movie. Like everyone else was boring, and he was like, "Ooh, cool, something exciting." But I mean, they say he's Lando. That's cool. I mean, his most Lando thing was him taking the Millennium Falcon away at the end. Like when he's like, "Here's my ship and my my backup." He's gone. Like, oh, okay, that's it. That didn't feel like Lando to me at all. Like that was the one thing I loved the moment. It felt mm. like Lord and Miller, not Lando. It seems like you just have a different perspective of Lando. Yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah. like, he, he felt like he felt like. Lando to me. Yeah. I particularly, I know that was a writing moment, what I was going to say. It's uh, the Han thing. It's Han. Actually, it's Han. Oh, okay, Han. Because <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just love that moment when, in Empire when Chewie's choking and he's like, ha, ha. Well, he we says Han say, the whole time. Like, I know Billy he Williams does, but that's never just, said he Han. just brought it into my <laughs> yeah. brain. So I just loved that. I love that moment in Empire. So I loved it in this movie when it made me think of it. Yeah, it was a fun, <laughs> like, that was a fun, like that's how you do those nods. Yeah. That yeah. was a good and one. That was a very good one. costumes, and they even joked about his capes. Uh, they were fabulous. That shirt he is wearing at the end, it's basically a space Hawaiian shirt. It is. It is my favorite piece of clothing like I've ever seen in Star Wars. So actually, Kira's red cape that she yeah. borrows but, from Lando. But well, like, I'm waiting favorite. on Kira, but the, the one thing with that scene, like the end that I, it still felt like Lando to me because it felt like it was reminiscent of Empire of when Han Solo showed up and Lando comes out like, you scoundrel, I'm gonna super angry. And they're like, oh, buddy. And he did the same thing to him here. I'm like, I like that because yeah. that kind of establishes like, these guys have an inside joke. Whenever they mm-hmm. see each other, they try to fake each other out. Like, I liked that stuff. I'm just thinking about how this would be if this was called The Kessel Run, a Star Wars story. And it was, you could put all kinds of different characters that you could come up with a whole story that we, we know he wins. Well, we don't know he wins. We know he, we don't even know. You could have made a whole bunch of shit up. But What if he went on a technicality had, and there's the myth yeah, right there? Or, or, uh, or you could have had something else, like the race was secretly like a way to smuggle goods or something. And yeah. then there's some other challenge besides winning the race. You could, you're, you're right, John. You could have made this whole movie uh, geared around the Kessel Run. And it would have been, I think you said it. I think yeah. maybe the yeah. problem for me is that I just, they tell me, this movie tells me that Lando's Lando. He's 
cool and that they have this relationship. The movie is very good at telling me all these things. And I just never felt that connective. Like, is the moment that he's like, oh, I, I can't believe what you pulled. Is that the moment at the end of this movie? Is that what mm-hmm. he pulled? Because ev- yeah. everything else in the movie is so literal and so, like, checkboxy that, yeah. oh, is this what he pulled? This isn't that bad. Where's their, like, where's their relationship? I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It's yeah. more like, let's rewrite this. Let's see how we can get this kind of... Actually, There's a lot to rewrite. Yeah, yeah, but like I just didn't buy the relationship. Look at what, shoot. what if somehow Han stole the ship out of out from under Lando in the middle of the Kessel Run and yeah, then like, won with it, and then Lando's still pissed about it or something? You know, any any there's a million ways you could have done that story that would have been. I mean, because he yeah he didn't steal he didn't steal it. He talks about winning it, but he didn't really steal it. So it would have been cool if he like he he I don't know. So, there just could have been a way for them to do that that would have been more engaging. And it was just you're right. It was check tick. I just I just feel like I, there's a sense of rebellion in me when I sometimes. In some movies that try to be like, here's how it is. Here's yeah. the information and not try to like earn it. I get like, nah. Well, this movie, wrong. Just, like, but this movie just does that all over. It just right. tells and doesn't show. And yeah. it's just like, it, it's a problematic because I, I really want to like enjoy the good parts because there's very few, but when they are good, it's not bad. Like I, I actually think this movie did a good job trying to have its own like distinct look. And some people on the internet for some oh, reason yeah, yeah. hate that. It's like, oh, it was too dark. I'm like, no, it wasn't okay. too dark. It had legit atmosphere. It had, like, yeah, if it yeah. wasn't dark, they I would have been filters. even more disappointed. Yeah, yeah like I, I think they did a good job with that. I think the costumes were great. Yeah, costumes I lo- are fabulous. Uh, that, amazing. That scene on that like wh- whatever that barge thing with the evil bad guy. It was mm-hmm. like everybody was dressed so yeah. amazing. Oh, the, the, the I, that's whole, my one critique on that, that I don't great. like about the costumes in this movie. Like I love pretty much all the costumes except for the pirate guys or girl more so because. Mm. Uh, when when Destiny first came out, I was like, "Wow, this is interesting. It's a mo- it's a video game that kind of like yeah. kind of looks like Star Wars, but it's not. It's different." And then I watched this movie. I'm like, "Oh, now it's Star Wars looking like Destiny. Mm. Now this is weird." <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird. It's just an odd choice. But like that's that's a movie all over. It's odd choices. But I did I- like like I liked how it looked. I mean, like the, at at every point during the movie, I was like, "This looks good." This looks. This passes the muster. This is like okay, yeah, Star Wars, sure, oh, sure. Yeah, the crew did great. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and all but I mean, that's was, again, that's Ron Howard though. Like, because a lot of this movie, like, I, we don't know the exact percentages. Some people say up to ninety percent. Some people say it was only like twenty percent. So, like, but there were clearly reshoots. Paul Bentley was a CGI character in the Lord and Miller movie. So clearly, everything with him is a reshoot. And then they gave him makeup that just looked like he had sores that weren't healing. On his <laughs> it's face. really weird. Yeah. But like, uh, Evil Shepherd. <laughs> Totally forgot where I was going with that. I have nitpicky things to run through, and if I could just try to get them all out, <laughs> bear with me. Uh, they actually attempted to have Twi'leks in this movie. Nice. But they kept them skin-toned, and they totally reduced the size of their uh, head Bad. Uh, tendrils. And uh, they made them look like humans that just happened to have head things, and that, that was weird to me. I'm like, why don't you just go full Twi'lek, guys? Why They're supposed to be bright wheel. green or yeah. purple or whatnot. Why did you change it? Uh, and then I was annoyed that they kept saying this big crime lord has a thing on Tatooine. I'm like, can't you just say Jabba the Hutt? No, we why, gotta be flirty with why it. Why do we not have huts in any of these movies? We've had four movies now, and none of them have huts in them. We went to like several casino things or club things. No huts. They are supposed to be the giant crime lords in the universe. They, they even created an entirely new species to replace the huts for the first scene in the movie. 
Where they go to that that lady in the water. Oh, well, she's oh, yeah. basically a hut. She can be her own thing on Corellia. Whatever. I mean, that could have been a hut. Could have been a hut. That could have exactly, been a hut. It's like, true. Easily. Yeah. It's just, why are they opposed to this? I yeah. just, because it's yeah, not they like. own the rights to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like this is something from the really books. really skirting well, around that license. Especially that. in a movie that's like, well, you know, we wanted to create new things. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a prequel to one That's... of the most popular, to the most popular film franchise of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really need to create new things. That's you need right. to create new stories. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then I liked the fact that they mentioned Dothrumer at the end. Uh, it's weird that Maul would be there because it is the home planet of uh, the Four Switches. Those are in the books, though, so I guess they're taking it in a different direction. Right, it's not but canon will they, anymore. Yeah, will they, they can do whatever they want at this point. But they brought that planet in, so yeah. it's interesting yeah. that they'd be like, oh, we'll take that from the book, but we'll put a male on the planet instead. Uh, and then that makes me wonder whether or not Kira has any force powers, and she's just been mentally manipulating that everyone That was my the whole question, time. too. Yeah. She does, and she, she does a sword fight. It's not with a lightsaber, but most of the time she's just kind of... She knows She's the very Tarot good at manipulating yeah. people. But holding on Kira for just one more second, that having Darth Maul in this movie, just A, it's just pandering, which I'm not a fan of. But B, it's like, it just, again, makes me go, all right, that's a more interesting movie. Give me a Darth Maul movie. What happened to him after he got cut in half? I'm down for one of those. Is he a yeah. Sith anymore? Like, right. is he no longer a Sith? Does, well, does the Empire know that he's alive? Or the Emperor? Well, like, that, that's actually established in Clone Wars. Oh, okay. They do his story in Clone Wars. And, okay. And, um, but that was my problem, is like, that's why he has those mechanical legs. Clone Wars showed you how he got them. And it's sort of like, I was thinking, God, how many people in this theater have not seen Clone Wars? I haven't seen And it. are really yeah. fucking confused right now. Because yeah. yeah. like, I thought he was that, dead. They did that in the comic books. Yeah, I knew the comics when he had spider legs. They did that years yeah, no, they, yeah. I don't know if they did it. I don't know how the comics interact because yeah. I haven't read the comics, but I know in Clone Wars they, they did that whole thing. And he did he have up, metal legs or did he yeah, have spider, yeah, like metal spider legs, metal? Yeah, spider metal. Well, spider legs. No, they they, they definitely oh. pulled that out of And this is because he's he they show how he dies, so this is clearly it's setting a time span for us to let us know when the story is happening. But uh, it's still like really, I just felt like there's so many people in the audience. Is who he associated with Dothermer in the in Clone Wars? Who's Darth? Planet. The planet. Oh, the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They show, they go get, they, they do this whole thing about the witches versus the males on the planet. They do this whole. The males are subservient in the books. Yeah. And they, they grab yeah. them and like turn them into their, their like force sensitive soldiers or whatever. They basically, oh. they basically kidnapped him. He was a slave of the witches. Wait, and what? They, yeah. He's supposed to be from that planet? He's from oh shit. He's from like a nearby. I wasn't telling totally listening. Okay. To that. I need to. Uh, I need to watch this show. That, There's a whole yeah, thing they go yeah. to like a nearby settlement or a nearby. Well, I like planet that they or, still had the witches on the yeah, planet yeah, the though, witches because were they're awesome. In there. The they're witches were badass in the show. Yeah. yeah, they were awesome. But that's yeah, kind of what this. That's kind of what this thing invites though. At the very end, it's like, oh wait, what? Huh? And then you're starting. You're starting to try to like navigate this all this other extra stuff that you're not ready for. Like, and it's like. What was this for? Just like the, ooh, it's Darth Maul. Like, right. they filmed it as like, ooh, it's Darth Maul without thinking of the uh, ramifications. And to what you were well, saying earlier... Well, they thought of the ramifications. They were planning on doing another movie. They were planning yeah. it. But like, to what you were saying earlier, they just picked the wrong thing to focus on in yeah. this movie. And when you, with the, the scenes like Darth Maul at the end, I was like, ooh, like you said, that. But then like, uh, Beckett and his wife... That kind of team up. She was interesting. What what I was about to say yeah. that. That's what I wrote in my notes. I got. I got. I, got I still angry don't understand died. why she killed herself. Because it. I just after the rewatch, I'm like, you didn't need to do that. No, no. That well, was, she was trying to. Help the movie him. This didn't her to do seem it. like a do or die. Situation. Why did they need to blow up the bridge at all? Was my question. That's an excellent uh, question. That's an excellent question. Because they, were, what, they were unlinking the cars from both sides. No, it it so, all seems unnecessary. Yeah. They needed was, to have the two most interesting characters in this movie die. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why. Also, You're right. Because they were and overshadowing. They knew that going in. They yeah. were like, we got to do this heist, well, but we yeah. have to die. Are you referring no. to when L337 died? No, the uh, guy I would say, arms. No, no, no. I would the, say oh, yeah, L3 wait, was the probably one? the most interesting character in the movie. The, the arms guy. I was she like, or he oh, was awesome. But he w- yeah. No, I didn't really like the arms guy. Also, I will say that this was a t- this scene was a total ripoff of the train job episode of Firefly. Yeah. Well, How dare they? This movie ripped things off? No way. <laughs> uh, but like what we were saying, like, I, I honestly think L3 is the most interesting character in this movie. And I don't think she's like the best character in this movie. I actually think there's a lot of problems with L3. Yeah. And it was a really, like, it felt like an idea that wasn't fully executed. Oh, she was a Phil and Lord yeah, like she, she was, was not a Ron Howard she was character. Pretty great. It, yeah, she it was felt great, like a robot from like Futurama or yeah, something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. And like it's like just full-on parody of what's going on in the world. And, yeah, and yeah. it's it a strange choice to have somebody for robot rights and then fully refreshing. I, I guess it. I was yeah. I was more like open to that because in the books they did always every now and then have chapters from C-3PO's perspective and yeah. he actually did think and about then, that a in, lot. In, in a new cool. hope like where that. they're like so yeah. I had that in my brain no, I'm so- and in a new hope where they're like we don't serve their kind yeah. here. Yeah. Then, you know. no, I, I think the, the groundwork was there and I think it's interesting I just I feel like it, it it was just not properly executed. Like it was like we want a robot character who's into robot rights. So here it is, and it's like it felt more like a token robot rights character instead of actually being a legitimate character. And that's what it does. It turns out, it turns it into a joke and wields it kind of clumsily. Which yeah, then, it's it's similar to what Bright did with the um, everything with uh, uh, fairy fairy li- fairy lives don't matter is what Will Smith says. And like, wow, unpack that first of all. Right, that's a weird thing to yeah. put in this movie because then that means that the Black Lives Matter thing happens here, which then da 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 da, and like that's really that's a really poorly made joke and it's mm-hmm. mean and yeah, and it, it it betrays what the creator thinks about the movement. And this was like robot rights, blah blah blah, and it was it felt like wow, you really don't understand movements activism well, it, at all. Well, it's that, and then just by having the character then become shackled to the Millennium Falcon yeah. for the rest of their existence. And, and, wow. and like later Ooh. on, like the things that n- now when you rewatch the original movies with that in mind, realizing that the computer is run by a robot who didn't volunteer for this and really w- probably wants to get home to Lando, which is why it's like, oh, yeah. look, Cloud City. Um, it sort of d- colors the entire... And why the ship fights with R2. Yeah. yeah, and then it makes that line from Han, oh, it's destiny. The ship belongs with me. That much more fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, like yeah. a sold slave or something yeah, like, like yeah. that. Good by God. Giving, yeah, by giving the ship legitimate intelligence and having it know that it's stuck in there for all of eternity just makes the Millennium Falcon kind of like the murder house from American Horror Story. Oh, mm. no. Not that bad. It when, totally is that bad. Sh- she all she wanted, but no was- one else is gonna die and get stuck in the ship. And when she sure, shows but- up and he's just like, "Chewie, we're home now." The Millennium Falcon's like, "Ah, oh, fuck this, this fucking guy again." again. <laughs> <laughs> I got away. But my from question him. then, it does make me sad that the ship doesn't that. just up and leave every now and then. Yeah. Oh, what were you she, should be, about- she should be able to do that. Is mm-hmm. is her consciousness aboard the ship? Because they kind of imply that it's just like just the navigation a feature. system, yeah. like yeah. like. Oh, we put a human in the ship. Look, his arm is attached. Yeah, now I don't can know grab if that's things. better or like, worse. Well, I don't know. Yeah. She was already dead. Yeah. I think that's where... He, honestly, to me, it's weird that she'd even actually be able to die. Because, I mean, she is an AI. Right. Her, her circuit would have to be broken, like yeah. blowing up for her to they die. They didn't die. throw her in a microwave. Like, they yeah. shot her. So yeah. she yeah. should have... They should have had to rebuild yeah. her later. He's right. like, I'll repair you. And then happen. she dies and he's like oh I guess she, I so, she more so just ran out of power yeah. like her in her info would still be on that disc clearly because they put her in the ship yeah, so but yeah. I feel like if, if Ron Howard is in this room he'd be like no she died but they still had the navigation system in the robot corpse and they put that in the Millennium Falcon but do you 
But that doesn't work because the previous line where he says that he never resets her because she would lose her navigation. Because mm-hmm. uh, the whole point of resetting androids or, or droids in these movies is so that they don't gain too much personality. Right. That's so, really- Ron, what do you say to that? <laughs> so, so, so therefore you're entwining the two her personality and the navigation yeah, exactly. so you can't say it's just the navigation in the ship because then he would have been able to wipe her personality and have her be a normal robot which gets really fucked up when you think about it. like the more you think about the robots in Star Wars the more it's just like holy shit they are just the space slaves like that's yeah. Like, the fact that Luke won't, I mean, this is getting book stuff, but Luke won't reset R2 because then R2 won't be R2. Yeah. So he won't. Why, you know, that's, you that's know the movie got point. us talking about this. It was actually a PSA for robot rights. Yeah. That was the whole idea. Yeah. Well, that was what's so cool about in in uh, The Force Awakens with Rey. Like, tre- Rey treated BB-8 like a, a living being and not, yeah. like, she was lecturing that one dude on trying to kidnap him. And then the, the one guy was like, Simon Pegg was like, I want to buy him. And she's like, fuck you. You know, just like her, her treatment of him was one of the things that made her so endearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they even referenced what it does to a droid in that movie with the wiping memories and personality because he used to be an Empire droid mm-hmm. and now he's a rebel and he knows it and... In, in Rogue uh, One. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. Rogue One. That's uh, what you're talking about, right? But, or no, no, she was saying BB-8. BB-8. Oh, sorry. Um, we have two characters to talk about this thing and we've already been talking for a I'm while. Just merging we, things in my brain. We have not mentioned Woody Harrelson we have, and I've been holding off on oh, Kira because yeah. I, I want to save Kira. So we need to talk a little and bit. We save Kira. We also have to talk about the pirate man-woman. I don't give a shit about that character because the movie didn't Infus either. Infus-nest. Um, Infus-nest. Oh, yeah. the they should have gotten way more. Oh. She got she, she got a sound like wasted the whole potential. movie. She got a stinger, a music stinger for right. that. Yeah. Tired to drill. So that, oh, that's nice. enough of Infus Nest for me. So if there's anything else you need to no. say, like I, I hated that. Um, but we need to talk Woody Harrelson because when you have a movie with Woody Harrelson and you say every one of the movies boring except for not Woody Harrelson, then you did not make your movie correctly. Like there, Woody Harrelson is one of the most engaging and interesting actors in almost everything he's in. He's the only thing I liked in Hunger Games. Like I loved his Haymitch. Um, oh, hurt. I, I know we're not we do not agree in Hunger Games and yeah, we never will. Um, but like I loved Woody Harrelson in it. Like I love him in everything he's really? in. And I really liked um, I forgot his name. The singer. Whatever. Never mind. What? Okay. Uh, oh, I know who you mean. Um, American Woman. Uh, yeah, that guy. Lenny Kravitz. Thank Lenny you. Kravitz. Yeah, I was, liked him. Yeah, he was good in it. I'll give you that. It took a second. Um, but the Woody Harrelson character in this movie, I, I feel like, just should have been Han Solo. Like, that yeah, should have been Han Solo, and when he killed him, that's who he should have become. Like, I almost feel like it would have been more interesting of a movie if Woody Harrelson's name was Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And that would have been, like, a hidden thing of when he killed him, he took over the mantle of Han oh. Solo. Kind of like uh, then he Princess Bride. kind of be like a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. but, oh, but yeah. if we'd done it like that, so just like Dread Pirate Roberts and uh, Princess Bride, like, whoever mm-hmm. kills him takes over. We've had a lot of good ideas here today. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, that would have been a more interesting movie. And if they had never shown us that, the whole time through the trailers and the first time we meet Woody Harrelson he's like hi I'm Han Solo and people would have gone like what the fuck is that this that would have been so much uh, cooler it would have been awesome and then when they eventually we would have known he was going to die the whole movie he would have just had a clock over his head but that would have been fine and, and you could have done something with that exactly it would have worked and there would have been something really cool and interesting there and then you would have used Woody Harrelson yeah and also that's- 
I, oh, sorry. Again. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I have a theory that, that Han shot him by accident. Um, <laughs> because I was looking at his hand as, you know, script supervisor. And uh, he has terrible trigger discipline. His finger was on the trigger the entire scene. They almost had a close-up on the gun. And I was just staring at it like, please get your finger off the trigger. Please get your finger off the trigger. <laughs> and, then, and then we cut to Woody Harrelson. And the gun goes off. And then Han runs over. And he looks surprised. He's like, oh, no, don't die. And I'm like, See, oh, my God. He fucking shot him by accident, guys. <laughs> that, that's like the Miller Lord that's Miller funny. thing where they would they would actually have played that up and like kind of made you be like ha ha oh god damn oh, that's whoops, oh, right. whoops. but uh, there was a line that bugs me and it's a nitpicky thing where they're like Beckett is so badass he killed Ara Singh and like we read a bunch of Star Wars books for I think I'm the only person that or did anyone else at this table pick up who that even was I, I, you, I, you knew who she was yeah yeah we read a lot of books to Karina about like, okay, all the side good. characters and I was like he wouldn't have <laughs> he couldn't have. Yeah, Woody no Harrelson way. as Beckett couldn't she have killed her. Fucking she's, amazing. She's an ex Jedi, like yeah. bounty hunter, and she like, collects lightsabers. Yeah. So like when they mentioned that, it was like that was to the fans. Well, that was to people who've never heard of her. That was people but, who read the books. Yeah. But that's where I say Woody Harrelson as Han Solo probably could have because he would have been a dick about it. God, that's yeah. such a good idea. So many good ideas in yeah. this table. And today, if anyone even with, better than oh what's in this movie, God, and it, if anyone needs reference on where she was in the canon of Disneyland. She did appear in one brief moment when she looked over at the pod race in She was there for about a second and a half. Oh. That was the entire she's been in uh, the canon of Disney. Oh, unless she's in Clone Wars or... Well, well unless she's canon in that, 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 that dude killed her now, yeah. so... Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say, Jeff? Kira. Oh, I, oh was just, I was just going to say that there are so many little threads in this movie that they should have just made an entire movie yeah. about. That's what I said Any earlier. one of those, I know. So many good little movies Needs to be in said this again. one blech movie. God. Uh, Kira. So where I want to start with she Kira. She dresses wonderfully. She does dress She really knows well. how to do her hair. Uh, she yes. was rocking that cape. Mm. Beyond Game of Thrones, I don't think anybody knows how to use Emile Clark. Nope. Like they just mm. they, she would have been great on Lost. She would have been good on Lost. She's good in <laughs> melodrama and she's good. I defy she that. Is, she they wouldn't have known what to do with her. <laughs> That's very possible. But like the <laughs> the thing is, I, I feel with Amelia Clark, she has to be the one in charge. Like she's not a she good. She does carry a lot of authority. Yeah, like she needs to be the one who is leading the charge in like every scene. Because when we look at Game of Thrones, we're like, oh, Amelia Clark's great, and then we look at her in anything else, and she's like, oh, she's okay. I mean, like I well, would Daenerys Targaryen, I would ride or die a hundred percent. I yeah. get why the Dothrakis follow her. I would follow her too. I'd be like, well, I, I would it. say that if she does have secret force powers and she is manipulating everyone this whole movie, mm. that she is in charge. Sure, but she's secret in charge. I would agree character wise, <laughs> but it it didn't come through for me in the performance. Like, and like and I think that's again because where her like where her wheelhouse is is being the one to saying, Everyone here, shut the fuck up. I'm in charge. And she's mm-hmm. so good at doing that. And then you give her roles like Sarah Connor, which should be that, but then she's still second to Jai Courtney. No one should be second no. to Jai Courtney. Uh and then you have like uh her romantic comedies where she's okay, but like her, the thing she's great at is being a badass woman in charge. And even here, she's second fiddle to either Han Solo or Paul Bentley. And it's like, yeah, she'll do the best she can, but we need to give her the roles that she can do. Yeah, give someone else that role. Exactly. It, it, would, it wouldn't make sense if yeah. it was a manipulation and she'd been trying to get them to kill him so she yeah. could take over his empire. Yeah. But they would have had to hint at that. Yeah, they yeah. would have had to hint at that over the course of yeah. the movie. Even that would have made too. it a cooler story. It's like they kind of choose. In my brain, 
that's what it is. Yeah. It makes it makes her character better. I mean, they accidentally got to that point with her. And like, yeah, oh, was, wouldn't it be cool if she were like if she's, if she's like scenes? if she's like Darth Maul, Darth Maul's apprentice or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like that. All of this Ooh. would have been more interesting. Okay, because one of the things that happens in Clone Wars is Darth Maul's brother is also like a, a Jedi, a, like a, a, um, a Sith, Sith. Thank you. And he takes Darth Maul on as an apprentice, and the whole time Darth Maul is like pretty resentful of that. He's like, I don't want to be a fucking your apprentice, and he's like, Hi, my apprentice, you little shit. So it would be really cool actually to see Darth Maul take on somebody and be like finally I finally have an apprentice <laughs> you know I could see and that and she There's, stabs him through the chest yeah. <laughs> oh. been as so cool. every Sith apprentice is supposed to do right yeah. or lop their head off or, either way they have to kill the one in charge she should lop the his, rule of two guys come should, on she should right. lop his robot legs off and be like haha and then stab him in the chest but like Ooh. an extra a few if you really want to get a good reading on the rule of two, read the book Darth Bane, the rule of two. It's amazing. Brian kept trying to have Bane be our son's middle name, and I kept yep. going, nope. I fucking love Darth So many Bane. people would have thought that was from Batman. Yeah, that's I know. The more, Which I'm yeah, still kind of okay well with. It. I'm wearing a Batman shirt right now. <laughs> you well, I, just, I just didn't <laughs> want all the like pun jokes of, oh, he's really the Bane of your life, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's the only joke. I didn't need that. I didn't yeah. need Are that about more? my child. But he would have heard. There would have been a lot of, this worse. diaper is yours. You were nearly born with the references. <laughs> yes. So we didn't do that. <laughs> um, but anybody else? Amelia Clark, do you guys like her, dislike her? Is that me? It's somebody. There we go. Somebody. Hmm. Okay. Amelia Clark? She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's, yeah. She has What a some horrible nice thing lunch. to say about a woman's performance. I mean, that's <laughs> as much as they <laughs> used her true. in this movie. That's true. Really. She, yeah. has and a, she was, was just arm candy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was her was job. Like, no chemistry between them. When they kissed, I was like, eh. I want her to keep looking at capes. Yeah. Well, why wasn't she wearing like badass armor or something and be his like, bodyguard? Because she was supposed to be the cool. femme fatale. Just, just like something... Oh, yeah. talk about like another genre that would have been cool movie to take Han Solo down. <laughs> noir. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I thought the movie, when I heard it announced, that's what I thought it would be. Like on Corellia, a noir gangster stuff happening, oh. him being like a scoundrel, heist See, on the planet. I want Just that. stuff like that. I want to go to there. I want to go to there. Also, by starting him out with her already as his girlfriend, it's just kind of boring. It's not as interesting as... I'm just not a fan of him being an orphan, honestly. Mm. I mean, Mm. he wasn't... I'm okay with that. He was an orphan, but he wasn't the... In the books, he wasn't the orphan in the way that he didn't know his family. He knew his family in the books. He was left behind. In the books, he has a cousin who becomes the president of Corellia and he doesn't like him and they fight oh, yeah. all the time. Like mm. it's a, the solo family is a thing and he's supposed to be like the black sheep. Mm. So, and, so and cool. Cause that's like, that's a great storyline right there. Yeah. And it's just, it's depressing with like, that uh, they threw it all away. Not just that they threw it all away, but it's like, all right, so now the big villain of the new trilogy is Ben Solo. How to get that last name? Well, his dad couldn't think of one on the spot. Oh, that's a like good what point. the fuck? Oh no. <laughs> like, Really? And he was alone. Yeah, because he showed up so at a well. checkpoint with nobody. God, cool. I'm really glad of this supervillain. This now. is the second time that the choice of names sucks because I still don't like that he's Kylo's Ben because yeah. Leia had no relationship with him. Nope. But <sighs> grumbles. But grumbles. her brother did. So. Yeah, but that's why Luke's son is named Ben in the books. <laughs> yep. All right. Luke's not allowed to have relationships. Because he's the Christ figure. Yeah, well, that's stupid. Um, and yet another movie, Star Wars, that we have talked at length, that we said virtually nothing about Chewbacca. Oh. Well, Chewie... I, I, like, uh, I like the way they met. I, like, it was I thought that was a good part of the story. I, I was weird that they made him like a Rancor thing. And yeah. then why would a Wookiee eat a person? Like The entire thing was weird. But once they got past that mud pit, 
I liked Chewie in this movie. I, I liked Chewie in this movie, and I thought the I thought that Alden and I don't know the guy who plays Chewie now. I thought they it's actually the same guy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not Peter Mayhew anymore, but no. it's because no, um, Peter Mayhew can barely stand. I liked no. when they were playing uh, chess. Yeah, and Chewie was learning Ooh, to play he's chess. Got an interesting was, name. If you're gonna do that's references, how you know he'll get that's mad. how you do His that. His name is June, Junas Suatamo. Oh, okay. Great. He's and he, he. I think he does a good job in yeah. the suit. I think he he plays it very. He's similar. from Finland. Mm-hmm. I guessed from the name, mm-hmm. um, but he he felt like Peter Mayhew. Like he still feels like the same character, and I think they did a, a really good job. Like he, it still felt like Chewbacca to me. I would have been fine if they made him more vicious looking, fuller looking. That reveal, that movie. reveal was awful. Like yeah. we're gonna send him down to the yeah. beast. It's, it's like who could that fucking yeah. be? And it's super beast. dark yeah. in there, yeah. and he's covered in mud, so it's you don't even get like a the good idea. like yeah. Wookies. Like, the the Empire enslaves Wookies as manual labor. They are slaves. That's why they used them at Kessel as slaves to move shit in a mine. Yeah, but why were all the Wookiees on Kessel wearing Planet of the Apes masks? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe because they're supposed so to be weird. malnourished you know, or something. Sometimes, you I lose mean, your hair when you're malnourished. Star Wars doesn't have the kind of budget of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Disney say, doesn't give any movies any money. <laughs> but the idea that they would take a very strong, perceived to be healthy... Wookie and put him in a pit for some weird entertainment. Well, you fought. are wasting your slave I would labor. I assume he'd fought and like refused to do what he was told to do, and that's why they put him. He in was there. a bad boy. Well, uh, he was a soldier <laughs> during the Clone Wars. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's it's just a. I, I, it's weird that so many people just don't know how to use Chewie. I think this one obviously did better than say Episode uh, Last Jedi, which. They just kind of forgot. Yeah, he they was just, there. He just had a was, joke with a porg. Yeah, and so, uh, the whole time I was yelling, "Just eat the porg!" Yeah, just eat, eat the, the fucking porg. Um, you already killed it. You it, killed, it. I know it's gonna be go to waste now. You yeah. murdered it for nothing. And yeah. now you're gonna throw it away. Guess who's gonna eat it? The fucking porks. Yeah, uh, that's why they look sad. Yeah, they like, just wanted to eat it too. Some of that We're <laughs> hungry. Can we have some of the jib? But yeah, it's it's annoying that with the Han Solo movie, Chewbacca is pretty good. Like he should be one of our favorite characters, like he was in the original trilogies. But oh well. Yeah. I really want to see a Kessel Run movie yeah. where someone else is Han Solo and then he takes their name. That yeah. is such a cool guys. We can't. We're up not going to get that. Movie. Let's we'll, make we'll, our yeah. own movie, yeah. like yeah. Our, our own sets. fanfic. Yeah. Isn't that what people are trying to do with Last Jedi right now? I'm not sure if I want to be compared to oh, those people. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. yeah. Uh, let's move on to quotes. A movie that has a line uh, a minute because they feel that's what it should be. And, Everyone. And yet should. I. None of them stuck with me after nope. I watched it. Oh, I, I forgot also, people talked in this movie. Oh, before, well, uh, right before we get started, I have to show do a quick shout out to last week's guest Eric Stoltz, who brought up a very good point. Oh yes, that in the same within yeah same month or month ish of Avengers and Solo coming out, there's the same one liner coming out from the same company of Quiet Adults Are Talking. Tony Stark says it to uh, Peter Parker uh, and uh, is it. Beckett says Beckett. it. Yeah, Beckett says it to Han Solo. It's like, come on, Disney, you can't keep making the same movie over I, and I over. I feel and like and that's the over. same executive yeah. going. There's a line. There, you know what would help here? This line. And they're like, please don't make me put the line in. And the executive was like, put this line in. And you like, know who that oh, executive okay. is? Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I would also, before we do, quotes, <gasps> I just want to point out for posterity that in this movie, Han Solo is a goddamn Mary Sue. Thank you. That is all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my quote to me, which was a funny moment for myself while watching this film. It was near the beginning when they're doing their little chase to try to get to that uh, that spaceship where apparently there's no traffic. Uh, <laughs> when they're, they need to do their little thing to get to that little wedge of walls or whatnot, and she just yells, Han, it's too tight! And I really <laughs> desperately wanted him to say that's what she said. 
<laughs> this Han would have and should have. It would have yeah. been great. As it they do in funny. many Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it he watched funny. The Office. Because uh, that's just... And then he he doesn't he say like you just wait or you watch me or something like that which actually makes the he she said uh, much funnier. Yeah. Um, my it's quote funny, is uh, there's not a lot of say shower scenes in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> the question of where do they go to the bathroom or bathe could actually be a good question in Star Wars because we've never seen a bathroom, uh, but this time we do. We see Han in the shower. And as he's standing there, you have two huge, muddy, wookie feet step into the shower <laughs> right next to him. It is far and away my favorite scene in the movie as Han that, turns around yeah. and goes, couldn't have done this one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great scene. It, it made me to... wonder how showering works a lot. Like, it really yeah. did. I never thought about it. How does how do Wookiees in space who are traveling from place to place keep themselves so fresh? Like, it yeah. sucks. You know? <laughs> The only time I ever thought about yeah. that in any franchise was uh, 24. 24? Uh, yeah, when yeah. does he poop? Yeah. Okay, so we're <laughs> with you every moment of this day, and you never go to the bathroom. I think every season he would man. he would pitch to them, can I please have a like a bathroom scene? And they would just go. Oh, that's why he's a so, five-minute pee. That's why he's <laughs> hour 25 is just Kiefer Sutherland shitting everywhere. Just tell him not to detonate the bomb. I'll be there in a moment. <laughs> that's why he's so angry in the box art. He doesn't uh, poop yet. Uh, I'll go next to the quote. Um, it's the Beckett line. Let me give you some advice. Assume everyone will betray you and you'll never be disappointed. And it's a great lesson for us to take to heart for these Star Wars movies going forward. I also felt like Lando said a line that it perfectly encapsulates how I feel about this movie. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> that's another that good. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just on fire, dude. Uh. Yeah, I know. Um, as far as quotes, like I said, I watched it and like at the end was like, oh, that was okay movie and like didn't think of quotes going through, but I did like all the L337 equal rights stuff. He said, Lando asked her, do you want anything? And she just said equal rights. And that was it. (laughs) That was a good quip. Yeah. It was just a good quip encapsulated that character that was easily encapsulated. And yeah. And what a dick Lando is in that moment. Like, ah, oh, get over your equal rights. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, <laughs> rolls his never, eyes. I want to see. That's another movie. A Star Wars story about some robots fighting for equal rights. I'd watch that. That'd be a dope movie. Yeah, yeah I would watch that. So, Get rid of Han and everyone else. Just that. Just that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, review Their heroes system. heroes like R2-D2. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, review system today. This is going to be tough. I'm, I'm not lying. Uh, we're going to do what this movie thought it was, which is oh. Great Space Adventures. Oh. Uh, Space Adventures. Space Adventures. So. Valerian. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Another see. movie gotcha. that should have been a lot better than it actually was. Visually great. The girl looks stunning the whole time, even though she. Actually, the girl in that movie is more important than Kira. Way more important than Kira. Uh, and yeah. A lot of different places, a lot of things, a lot of missed opportunities. I still enjoyed watching it. Rewatch, not really there. I'll probably rewatch it again in my life. I've watched it a few times. I actually, I've liked it more on rewatches when my expectations were lower. Valerian? Yeah. I'm not sure if this one will do that. Solo? No, it won't. No. No. Valerian. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. I'd argue much better movie. It was okay. Yeah. But it also, they wanted it to make a lot of money and it didn't. No, it did not. No, it did Much didn't. like Solo. Yeah. Um, mine is, I'm blanking the fucking name. Oh, no, I got it. Jupiter Ascending. Um, mm. it's another movie that just like you know what we're we're just gonna like just try to hit it out of the park, and every single decision was the wrong decision. 
Um, I know John likes it, so I'll keep my criticism as much as I can. But I mean, yeah. I, I, this fair criticism. I, it's, I, I appreciate the spite. Yeah. Bees that can smell royalty. <laughs> That's um, so great. Dog people and Eddie Rabin's whisper shouting is the worst filmmaking uh, I would say in a long time. And just like Solo is just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Same movie. Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, sorry, Chewy. <laughs> it's um, fine. I know it has its problems. It's it's a bloated budget for for. It, of course, it's Star Wars. So it's always going to be. But but the original Star Wars was done for much less money. Um, they took a character who was amazing in the previous movie, and then I don't know. Just were like, hey, you know, we like when he stabs people. Let's just make him stab people. So it sort of felt like that. Like they didn't really have a clear direction with Chronicles of Riddick. And they just kept throwing shit at it. And there's like a empire like. Uh, organization running everything and it just was a mess that's what this movie needed was Carl Urban it did everything needs Carl Urban no you're not wrong (laughs) Carl Urban should have been like the Han Solo that uh, he takes over for or he should have just been Han Solo if he he was younger he would have been a fantastic Han Solo Mm -hmm. what if he just shows up as McCoy though like in Star Wars and finally we get that crossover (gasps) damn it Han I'm not a I'm a a doctor not a not a Wookiee People would have been so mad. Yeah. So <laughs> mad. They do crossovers with Star Trek with everything. The Star Trek mm. has crossed over with Doctor Who. It's crossed over with Aliens. It's, it's crossed over with that, the X-Men. It's yeah. A, yeah. Lanterns. It's, yeah. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Just cross it over. Just do it. I mean, it's never welcome, Come but on, it makes man. sense. Cross it over. <laughs> um, Just go through a wormhole. We never know what's on the opposite side of wormhole. And that right. sounds like a, definitely sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. If, I, if I'm going to go, I'll just say... Firefly, it just has that like space western kind of feel. Sure, that's what it was trying to be. Yeah, that's what it wanted to be. That's yeah. what it wanted to it be. Really for wanted to be Firefly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the train job episode of Firefly was they ripped that off for the train sequence here. Yeah, I mean, it exactly. was almost the exact same. Imitation method. is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah. Except at least on the Firefly episode, they also had to like get on the train and pretend to be passengers, and there was more more to it. In this one, they were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna put a thing down and like pick it up." And I'm so gonna rewatch that episode today. Mm. Such a good episode. I gotta rewatch that whole thing. It was their second pilot because the first episode. Also, the big giant fur coat that Han's wearing during that sequence. I'm sure it's a cold place, but that is not aerodynamic. And if you're going someplace (laughs) really fast, you don't want something with that much. You should get a neoprene suit. Yeah. Yeah. I was jealous of Wookiees in that moment. He just looks so comfortable. He's like, yeah, the wind. Oh, you're cold. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even wearing a jacket. I want to wear nothing. Jacket. (laughs) Uh, So I'll go. um, I'm gonna go with Hitchhikers. Guide the the movie, where it's like it had it has those elements kind of there checkmark wise, but kind of misses most of what makes that the thing important, and makes a lot of a, a few odd choices. It's like it's there. You're like you technically watch it. It's like okay, I get it. I don't feel like I wasted my money watching it. I enjoyed it. It was functional, but it just wasn't like Douglas. And in that case, it wasn't Douglas Adams. And this is like, this isn't Han Solo. This isn't Star Wars. I agree that it wasn't Douglas Adams, but I still think it's a really good movie. I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed it, but like, it was the, it's the closest I could get to what it, was, what it didn't do quite sure. right. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. That was one of the first movies I bought for Chewie. I, would, I, I like how we all used a movie that someone else at the table enjoys way more than yeah. 
I would also say that there were to speak up for people who actually there are people who enjoy this movie. There are people who enjoy yeah. Han Solo or Solo because they wanted the fanfic. They wanted to watch Solo being charming, handsome Solo, and that's what they got, and they were satisfied. There are those people out there, and they're yeah. very happy. And that's kind of the promise of Disney going yeah. like with with this. It's like we're going to give you what you want. That's all that matters to we're, us is what we're going to ride this nostalgic wave no. into the ground. They, will, yeah, they give what a lot of other people want. They. You, They've only given me what I want once and a half. <laughs> once and a half. What's the half? Uh, I liked most of Last Jedi. Oh, okay. No wonder what's the once. Is it I thought that was Last Jedi. Rogue, Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One. Oh, okay. Rogue One. Okay. Sure, sure. I actually didn't hate the movie, even though it may have sounded like it. I didn't hate it. I just wanted more from it. It was, I, it was fun. I enjoyed watching the movie. Yeah. There was definitely plot holes, but I... I, I just I wanted more from it and that's where like the disappointment comes from not from the entirety of the movie itself I had fun watching ultimately so the next two movies that we have coming up uh, in the next two weeks are The Spy Who Dumped Me and Ocean's 8 we're going on a bit of a feminist thing over the next couple I have of seen both starting of with Solo starting with Solo yeah. <laughs> that's the best feminist film <laughs> wink wink <laughs> they were two very strong female movies that I missed this year and I really wanted to watch I really them, wanted so to put them on the them. calendar mm-hmm. um, yeah, so. that would be fun to talk about I'm excited again. talking about that yeah I'm excited to talk about both of those movies yeah. uh, so that's what's coming up oh wait I won't be here God, fuck talking <laughs> balls for I have to miss that episode because I'm working. Oh, god damn it. So you miss both of the... Because the, of cock and balls. <laughs> she missed the feminist movies because of male genitals. Damn. God oh, damn it. <laughs> so let's Woo. do a quick round of plugs and we'll get out of here. Uh, of course, listen to Venture Bros. Adventure Brothers podcast. It comes out every Monday. At this point, I believe the last episode of season two came in on Monday or it's coming out this upcoming Monday. Uh, which is sad to leave season two behind because it is just some of the best TV out there. And moving into season three, which does have my favorite episode of the entire run in it, so I am excited to get to that. Um, but the rest of season three is a little hit and miss here and there, but it's it's exciting. Cool, stuff. I can finally hear some negative reviews. The last ones we've been, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're honest about them. When they're the best show on TV, it's tough to have negative reviews. I know, they're the best crazy. show on TV. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> since she's not here to do it herself, I will plug Samwise. Be sure to check out Samwise. Uh, and be sure to I don't have her number down because I'm not as good at it as she is um, it's on the website if you ever go to ATH Pod, uh, all of the contact info every for episode has it every yeah and uh, it, it is slowly shaping into one of my favorite podcasts uh, out there because I don't really have to do anything for it I think QC episodes so whenever I get to QC the episodes I'm like oh that was really good and yeah. Sam's just knocking out of the park with that so I cannot recommend that highly enough that's it for me Chewy I don't watch Superstore <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been watching that by the way that's yeah. a good show. It is. I know. I really enjoy it. <laughs> really I didn't know what to think. I, I had no idea. You didn't watch it before? You just started? Literally watched the entire thing uh, like three weeks ago. Well, thank you. And then I had Now a, keep watching. Our viewership keeps going up. Well, We're doing so well. I had a class at Slow Moviola burn. out by you guys. Yeah. And so I would pass it every day. Pass mm. the set. I was like, oh. Chewie's probably there right now. Well, I hate be going in the back lot. <laughs> oh, I've there's said, a, I've, there's I've, no Wi Fi and it's hot and muggy and the bathroom's I terrible. think I've said this before, but like every time I do the back lot tour at Universal, yeah. I really want to like see you coming out of the superstar set and then being like, what's up, Chewie? And then everyone, all the tourists on the tram can be like, whoa. <laughs> and you're I'll be cool. like, hi, I gotta go do my job. Uh, <laughs> and the response you get is, who is she on the show? I don't recognize her. <laughs> I did have a great moment once when the tram went by and we were moving these standees of the actors and the 
person driving the tram actually thought it was the real actors. I was That's getting like awesome. really excited, be like, "We have an amazing moment for you guys. We got oh. and then I pick her up and I put her in the truck, and they're like, "Oh, I thought that was our actual D- uh, Dina. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, they should have played off that, like they did it on purpose. They're like, yeah. "Amazing moment. Look, it's our actors. Ha 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 ha. Wasn't that a funny joke? Yeah." <laughs> It would have been better if you could have just like freaked him out, just ripped your head off. Like, <laughs> no, those are really expensive standees. And, well, I mean, well, then, put them in storage. Then don't do it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, anything to plug? Um, plug a friend's show. Well, so she got her first writing job, my friend Christy. She wrote episode eight of the new Sabrina show on Netflix. Mm. And uh, I'm going to go watch it tonight with those people and wish them well. So just, watch the did, show. It's pretty good. Did you see the episode before? Or are you I, going I, in straight I, confused? I, <laughs> It came up in last week's uh, Where Have You Been Doing, and it was very positively received. Uh, Yeah, I I watched the first seven leading up to it, so that I I, I know what's going on, and I'm not just like, what the hell is this? I mean, I guess it's good. I probably (laughs) would be, considering all the weird satanic crap that goes on in that show. It's pretty awesome. Dude, uh, the Church of Satan is suing. I heard that the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We we need to move past it. Oh lord. Okay. (laughs) Is Emily Blake sewing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's, still, she's still very I'm upset. Sewing. I'm yeah. so upset I'm going to miss both these episodes. <laughs> I'm sewing, but I'm sad about it. Is there an avatar of a person you'd like to send to us for them? What? Someone who oh. can represent you. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I can actually, I've got the perfect person in mind. Perfect. If you don't have somebody already. I have nobody, so okay. that works out great. All right, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, hopefully, we didn't hurt your feelings too much on Solo. Or hope, really, I hope you agree with us, because that movie does not deserve to have you. There, taking one last dig. Bye. Bye.